morning, afternoon, night. This is We Are Not Prepared, and we are your hosts, Byron and Mark Ivy. Hello and happy holidays. Welcome to the We Are Not Prepared. Oh, we got it. We got it. We got it. Folks, that's what you get when you haven't been recording together for almost a month. Right back at it. Right. It fits like a glove. Now, you had, you've been out, Mark. You've had a venereal disease. Is that correct? Yes. (laughs) And you're doing better now. Yes, I also brought my doctor with me, sitting to my left, to okay. talk about this as well. Who you found in the bathroom, I understand. Yeah, Doc in a stall. Doc in a stall. This is how you get our guests. You just go to public restrooms, Yeah. go, what are you doing? Go, well, I'm using the bathroom. And you Would go, you like paper or plastic? <laughs> <laughs> well, John, welcome. I'm. Thanks for coming out of the restroom. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So uh, tell us your name and... A little bit about you. We only have 20 minutes, so keep it short. Right on. Uh, My name is John Woodworth, and actually I work in the New View uh, Oklahoma Development Office with Mark Ivey. I am the development specialist, so I really troubleshoot. I help with grants. I help with uh, Mark target some major gifting um, and who to— And you run all of our events. And and I help to run some of the events as well. So I, I, I really have come on since March, and I feel— like uh, a really good part of the team. I, I feel like I found a good home. Now, is this something when you were six you wanted to do? You know, I, no, actually. Uh, I did want to help people uh, when I was younger, and so that was a very big deal. But I went into social work, and social work, uh, as many of you know, if you've ever helped a family member or a loved one, it is labor-intensive. It is very emotionally laborious. So it took me a while. Uh, but I ended up on the grant writing and grassroots and community organizing side, uh, which is called fundraising. Which is uh, but in between there, he forgot you left out that you enabled a country club full of alcoholics to keep drinking I did and do, to keep eating. I did do food and beverage and plain events and parties for a country club in Tulsa uh, for about a decade. So that uh, when it comes to managing people, volunteers, and events, uh, nothing scares me. Now, so. which, what country club? Uh, that was Tulsa Country Club uh, over near Gilcrease Museum in Tulsa. Okay. Did you have any black people in that country club? There were a few. I'll I'll tell you. Very few. Token. Very few. Yes. A um, few tokens. There were. It's the truth. Yeah. And, uh, Can the, I tell you all something messed up? Yeah. I, so my dad goes to Cedar Ridge Country Club, and growing up, the only two black guys there were um, the ones repairing the cleats. <laughs> Thank you. We would not have made it through this show without Why that information. <laughs> I wasn't being serious. I used to show up all the time and be like, well, that's kind of weird. It is. Now, well, it is. Did you have any blind people at the country club? Not uh, members or employees. None. See, you're doing better than us. And so what's <laughs> what's interesting is that there, uh, I have begun talking with even Lauren and Mark, kind of exploring a field because of the number of people that lose their sight because of age-related issues, 
they have to encounter cited issues. And if they were to create some sort of adaptability within a country club, it could extend some of those golf memberships, which are about like five times the amount they'd spend on a regular social membership. They could extend those by like a decade and still get people playing golf. Mark can play golf. That's a really good thought. I mean, they, you've never shared that. I mean, it's the, it's the difference between like $4,000 a year and $20,000 a year. Like, I mean, it really is. It's a big difference. So uh, I, I even I've begun to explore the possibilities of my past career and my new my newfound place. Now, one of my beliefs is that everything uh, that happens to us, we're on a path to to evolve as human beings and that whatever happens to us helps us on that path. And so nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of a prime example of that. I feel yeah. like, uh, you know, Sarah Fry, yeah. uh, our, our fearless leader in the development department, she really did. Uh, she hired me straight out of undergrad to work for the Alzheimer's association. And, um, Sarah then went on and did other great things as well after we had successes at ALZ. And I went into the food service industry and, and got an MBA because I'd never managed people before. Well, the skills that I acquired from that, thinking I had deviated from my path and my purpose, make me a powerhouse to come back into this, this arena. When people uh, talk about fundraising and they talk about events, it's very intimidating for a lot of people. We're talking about one event every four months. I used to do four events every week. So the, you know, this is not. Uh, I, I've I've got yeah, enough he, under my belt that he it's got like in and he's like, chill, people. We're gonna be fine, <laughs> unless we do this every other week. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So now, so I, did you grow up in Tulsa? I did actually, a Catholic school kid all the way. I went from now. Saint, are you Catholic now? I am not. I am married to a man, and that does not coincide with that particular faith. I think you guys should go over and talk to the Pope. <laughs> Yeah. I, you know, interestingly enough. You also it, changed the narrative. It's not. It's not the hey, Pope. Hey, Pope but so actually the, the diocese as well as um, the Pope have instituted what is, I, I forget the name of it, but it is a requirement that dioceses have to listen to fallen patrons. And that, uh, it, so basically I have some friends of mine that have asked if, my husband and I, me in particular being raised Catholic and how I don't fit into the mold of, of, a, of a, the Catholic faith anymore, that the bishop of Tulsa would sit and listen to us talk about our journey and how we landed where we are, but that he, he would just listen, couldn't comment or say anything. But the job of the bishop is to mm. hear the people of his diocese. So I, I have no idea whether we'll do it, but Somebody did offer and asked me to do it. Now, as your husband is um, passionate and outgoing as you are. Yes, he is. He is an artist um, in Tulsa. Uh, he started the Tulsa Girls Art School, so a nonprofit, and ran it for 10 years and then stepped away from it right before we met about five years ago. You definitely know that which you don't, you know, when John's in the house, though, like whenever John comes to it, like I've been around both of them. And to your question, like I'm Matt is outgoing and stuff, but you know John's there. That's the difference. Does that make sense? The the way like that me. Matt puts it, Matt says that we have similar fires inside of us, but because he's a decade older, his fire has has calmed down a little bit, and mine is still raging. Now that makes sure I know that uh, in my having fiery personalities, 
uh, can also make you have like fiery fights too. That is true. Yes. Because I mean, just you're both so passionate. It's like. Uh, it is. So for me, it's all about intention, especially like with any relationship. When I realize that he said that to benefit me, and in fact, he's trying to look out for me, keeping that in mind is important just because the words themselves often have very different meanings. So when you get in fights, you think he's looking out for you. Because for me, when I get in a fight with Gail, I'm trying to destroy her. <laughs> That's that's the mantra I'm saying, Mark. Oh, okay. I can't say, yeah, okay, yeah. I can't right. say it's uh, that I always adhere to it, but yes, I'm tr desperately trying to remember. So Sally, she's like, that was so mean. I was like, well, I was literally trying to make you feel like a piece of crap. So that's what I was going for. <laughs> it is funny that when you fight like that, you do want to win. I mean, you don't want to like mediate or have it not. I want to win. Well, but in any good marriage, and you've never heard the phrase, it, it doesn't just deal with wives. But if your partner, the only thing worse than losing a fight with your partner is winning a fight with your partner. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's cool for about five seconds. Yes, and then you're is, like, yeah. What have I done? What have I done? I've lost everything now. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This. How did our Christmas special go down this dark road? Dark road? Shoot, relationships? Christmas is all about relationships. That's true. And being, and some of you. It's time to be gay and marry. It is true. It is. Some see people. See what I did there? I did. <laughs> some I just tried to ignore it. Some people <laughs> will uh, actually have to be with relatives that they don't want to be. So this this is like mandatory be with your relatives time of the year. I heard a, a funny joke. I was in a, a grocery store trying to get some last minute items on a holiday and a, an older gentleman turned to me. And after he said it, I dropped on the floor laughing. He said, he just turned to me and he goes, what's the only difference between in-laws and outlaws? And I kind of thought about it and I go, I, I don't know. He goes, outlaws are wanted. <laughs> it is true it is true i i always say that our state of the world now it's like every because every family has like this uncle so-and-so remus who remus is uncle remus who everybody like just tolerates for the holidays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's only whispers about him. People don't ever tell you anything about Uncle Remus. And he's like this, just this, this strange old thing. But at holidays, they come. They do. And uh, I say the state of our world now is like every Uncle Remus, they gave him a Facebook account and a social media, and they're just out there we can't get rid of our uncle remuses we need them to go back to wherever they go when they're not with our family so absolutely yeah on the road they're all uncle remus is always a truck driver it seems like hit the road uncle remus uncle remus is a that is a i'm gonna bring a truck driver in here next week. sell me straighten me up straighten you up buddy we do not have prejudices against truck drivers. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I have a daughter that's a truck driver. I know. That's awesome. Semi-truck driver up in you know, Philadelphia. Hey, I'm jealous of anyone They are private business owners, right? Yes, you're, you're in yes. business for yourself yeah. and your own boss. She has her own truck. Okay. And she travels. She's a tough little cookie. So I 
if I got in a fight, I would get her to defend me. So do you, um, is your family accepting of you and your husband? They are. Yeah. Uh, I was, I'm very blessed with a great, uh, set of parents. Uh, I think it took my dad about, uh, a week before he wanted to meet Matt, my husband. Um, but otherwise it, it their exact words almost immediately after I told them were, we still, but we still love you, right? We, we, nothing's changed on that front. And so, of course, you know, that's the greatest thing you could ever expect to hear. Then that was better than me. My, um, my father-in-law did not speak to me or meet me until our son was born. Really? So we had dated for like three years. Why? Because I was black. Oh. But he's Puerto Rican. It didn't make sense of that once, but he <laughs> he ref, he refused to meet me. And then once he met me, he really <laughs> it was better. It nice. was better. I mean, it's better. He's real. I mean, he's pretty nice to me and stuff. But I mean, it just changes heart. I think for people sometimes and, that it know. is. And really, I think more than the issue is just that people get used to things being a certain way. And when it changes, it just scares people and they don't know how to deal with it. And so. Well, and, and it's also, it makes a lot of sense why it takes a moment like having a son that's different or having a child that's different that can bring that about because there's a reality uh, and it's not a, a knock against anybody. Just why would you want to change a world that's created to suit you? Yeah. yeah. You know, and so they, of course they live in a world that, perfectly suits them why would they want to change it and until it's that's an interesting way to think about it yeah and and once it gets in their face i think most people are challenged to do the good thing yeah yeah oh very profound yeah true which marriage was this byron your first marriage this was my fourth one thank fourth you marriage <laughs> thank okay. you there mark what's your current one? Oh, that's my fourth okay you know what we should do? <laughs> Let's have all my for the twelve days of Hanukkah. The four wives of Byron. Oh my the gosh! Four, yeah. I the will I, please tell me the dates of the show. I will be listening in. <laughs> We're going to dig into what went wrong. Well, the common denominator was me. <laughs> so we we know we know it was oh, it's going to be a hot show. Really get some good yeah, numbers. Yeah, you can't say that now, Byron. We got to come to that realization on the show. Like, yeah, it's gonna. Hey, wait, I'm the common denominator. It was me. It was me <laughs> it was all the time. <laughs> it was me the whole time. <laughs> I did not know that. Santiago is. Uh, are we putting you to sleep out there? Oh, I'm, I'm having a great time. <laughs> well, you better, Santiago. This is for you. This is all for you to help you, so you don't have four wives in. The first wife of Byron. <laughs> Four golden wives. One blind boy, one gay guest, and a black host. <laughs> <laughs> and Santiago is sitting in the control booth. <laughs> Diversity, ladies and gentlemen, that's this what is this Christmas is about. We want to wish you the happiest, happiest of holidays. And a Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Do we get in? Power to the people. Ho, ho. Thanks happy, for yeah, happy holidays. Thanks for joining us, Johnny boy. To the atheists, we don't believe in anything. Happy days. Happy Valentine's. Yule. 
Happy Mules. <laughs> Happy Mules. John, it is great. You should come back. I'd love to. This yeah. is fun. This, this is a lot of you're fun. You're very good. So thank you. For, this has been Byron Jackson and Mark Ivey. And you have been listening to We Are Not Prepared. Have a wonderful, wonderful holidays. Goodbye, everyone. See you, everybody. Have a good, good, good day.